if you're not making a lot of progress, it's very easy to get frustrated or down. And we've seen that in our community, but it's so cool when somebody posts something like that in our Empire Builders membership site, just the community support of like, hey, you know, we've been there. We know exactly, you know, we were there six months ago, but this is what happened to us, right? Just yeah. keep at it. Don't give up. And really, this is where a lot of people give up, right? When they get frustrated or down, they're not making progress. They're not getting any deals. This is when people tend to quit, right? And this is why it's so important to have that community support because you have the insight of somebody saying, hey, I was there six months ago. I'm actually even in the same market as you. You're saying this is not possible, but I am proof that it is possible to get the type of deals that you think you can't get. Keep at it, right? Keep building your network, keep working with the agents. You got to keep your head up. And that type of support is so helpful in keeping you on this path of financial freedom. This episode is sponsored by our upcoming virtual conference called the Fast Fire to Freedom Summit, running August 17th through the 20th, 2021. Are you curious about investing in real estate, but aren't sure if it's the right fit for you? Join us and other trailblazing physician investors and their spouses for a four-day deep dive into their experiences building their real estate portfolios. You'll hear from them about how investing in real estate, specifically cash flowing rentals, has accelerated their journeys to fire and to freedom. See the link in the show notes for additional details. We'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by our brand new course called Fast Fire Bookkeeping for Real Estate Investors. Do you have a pile of receipts and a bunch of statements that are stacking up in your office and the pile isn't getting any smaller? Are your rental properties getting you closer to financial freedom? Do you even know how your properties are performing? Well, the answer to your problem is doing your books the right way, and that's what our course is about. We'll teach you how to set up your books the right way, not just for tax time, but also so you can unlock the insights that will help you maximize your cash flow. For more information or to sign up, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash fastfire bookkeeping. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Today, Kenji and I are going to be talking about why our students are going to be more successful than we ever were in real estate. And this is something that we've talked about, we feel very strongly about because our students have the leg up on where we were when we first started out in so many ways. And so we wanted to kind of go through some of those ways and, and things that actually really probably held us back for several years when we first started investing. Yeah, I think we always say that the course that we developed is the course that we wish we had when we were investing. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not just a course for those who don't know, it's also a community and also all of our networks with agents and vendors. And so literally it's like, we're just going to jumpstart your real estate career, right? By giving you this course and all this uh, this entire network that we have that we've built up. Yeah. And we we just didn't have any of that. So one of the things that we have for first actually listed as one of the things that we wish that we had had back then, and we know our students have that we never did, is mindset. I know Kenji and I had 
read some books, right? That, that was probably the extent of our mindset work uh, <laughs> when we first started investing in, in 2015. And I wouldn't say that we had bad mindsets. Um, when we came in, we were very positive. As some of you know, I walked around telling everyone I was going to be a real estate baron. So it wasn't that I was thinking small. But I think that we just didn't have the ability to go through challenges the way that we do now. Right. Yeah, I, there's no question. Uh, one one of the things that if you haven't done any real estate investing is that, or even started a business, uh, you're going to run into challenges. You're going to have mm-hmm. curveballs thrown your way. And it's how you handle those that makes the difference, right? And a lot of people will at worst quit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for us, I think it probably slowed us down a few times where it was like, oh man, this happened and then this happened. And you know, you you get kind of frustrated and flustered, especially when you feel like everything in your property is breaking down and you're always dealing with repairs or something major happens, right? Uh, we've had situations where our whole electrical systems went down in our buildings and we had to put people in hotels, right? So, you know, getting through those kind of tough times and well, first of all, my perception was it was a really tough time. (laughs) And so that's the first step, right? Is to kind of go, oh, okay, you know, how can I change how I view this, right? Can I look at this as an opportunity to learn and actually improve our business? Right. I think one thing that we learned from Tony Robbins is when a challenge comes along, it's, and it actually like, riles you in some way, it's like, it's a worthy challenger, right? Right. It has probably been a while since something had that ability to affect you. And so now this is your chance to grow. And we didn't have that mindset when, mm-hmm. when things happened back then. Definitely not. And, uh, you know, and, and I remember also, uh, and we've talked about this, uh, when we were scaling up my fear of, of going bigger. And so that, that was also like, just to conquer that fear requires just a different mindset. You have to think about that differently. You have to overcome that fear, identify what those fears are. Fear itself is not a bad thing, Mm -hmm. right? It's only when you're paralyzed by that fear. If you can recognize your fear and then you can kind of say, okay, well, is this fear true? Is it true that I don't have enough knowledge? Is it true that I don't have the network? Is it true that uh, I don't have the money, right? Or if you want to strengthen those areas, you can say, how can I do this, right? Instead of just saying, well, it's not the case now, it's never going to change. And so, and and again, getting stuck is is what a lot of people do. And we've seen that over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, then the second thing that I think that our students have that we never had is an end-to-end strategy. And when we were investing, it was like, okay, it was just one property at a time. And we were kind of figuring things out as we went. Uh, and of course, we you know we we learned a ton as we were doing it, but it would have been great if somebody just kind of laid it out, okay, from end to end, what to expect from actually even before you buy a property all the way to buying your first property. It would have been awesome if somebody just kind of said, okay, here are all the things that you need to know. And especially in a hot market, a lot of people listening to this, you're you're probably in a hot market or maybe it's a downturn. The question is in that market that you're in, right? How do you take advantage of the opportunities? Um, how do you overcome a hot market? If it's a downturn, how do you take advantage of the downturn, right? This is what I mean by the end of the end strategy is that you 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 need a strategy in order to be successful in a hot market. There are a ton of investors out there, but I think that the students that come out of our course are better than the typical investor that's out there. So I think that when people come to our course, they go, how can I compete? Well, what we say is, well, with the right strategy and the right mindset, 
you're going to do better than that. You're going to do better than the average investor. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt that our students are in a totally different place than not only we were, but that most investors are. I don't think people realize when we first started, it was literally we had read four books, right? right? It was like, <laughs> oh, we read some books. We have some book learning. We have some knowledge. But how does it actually work in real life? Like, we didn't really understand it. You had done some investing before. Um, and so you had some limited knowledge, especially of appreciation plays, but it wasn't the same. Like just thinking about, is this property a good deal? Like what are, who are the players that I need to involve in each step? Like we didn't know any of that because yeah. a lot of books just don't lay out all the different pieces that you need. They just give you the theory and, and you get excited, but you don't know actually how to go implement it. We actually built our own cash and cash calculator. Like within a couple months, we were we were building our own cash and cash calculator because we just didn't, we realized there were a lot of holes in a lot of other ones. And so we were doing all of this in a vacuum by ourselves and didn't have the right full end strategy with all the right team players to fit in. Yeah. I mean, uh, and we should talk about an example. I'm sure some people are sitting here wondering what we're, what are we talking about when we say, you know, what are some, some innovations and some strategies that we need? Well, I'll give you one, you know, in a really hot market, uh, one of the things that you need to do is you really, you need to lock up a property quickly, mm -hmm. which means that there could be like 10 people bidding for the same property. And it's really hard to compete with 10 people, right? I mean, it's a lot of competition. I shouldn't say it's hard, but there's a lot of, the fact is in the circumstances, there's a lot of competition. But the key is, is that, you know, if you can kind of get that property under contract, then all of a sudden, instead of 10 competitors, right, you're actually now one-on-one -on -one against the seller and you're in a much better position at that point, right? And so that's one example of an innovation that a lot of people aren't used to. And with home buying, people are used to kind of like, you know, going to open houses, taking their time, thinking about it before putting in their offer. Well, what we do, and this may be very scary for the, scary for the people listening to this, what we do is that within a few minutes of an agent calling us with a property, we're like, yep, let's get it under contract. We'll say, literally, send me a contract. I will sign it. We'll send it to the seller. And then hopefully they sign it, right? And that's what, what we mean by getting it under contract. And so that's just an example, one example of the many innovations that we have in the course that really kind of helps you be successful and be a better investor than most of the investors out there. Yeah. I think about how grateful I am actually that we produced the course right. because a lot of this stuff we didn't even put into our words, like didn't take these concepts out of our heads and like realize there was even a strategy behind what we were doing until we built the course. And then we could, then we laid it all out and it was so clear what we had been doing and what had made us successful and all the little components started to fall into place. And then you know, we could present it in one package because I think what we were doing before that, we've talked about this before as well, is we were teaching all of our friends around us uh, about real estate who were interested. Okay. Right. There was a small portion of people who were around <laughs> us many. who were hearing yeah. about real estate, but who were actually interested. And we were just giving them little bits and pieces. There was no structure to it. And they were missing components because we hadn't even done the work to sit down and say, what is it we're actually doing? And these are not things that we ever read in books, but things that we had to learn over a couple years of actually trial and error and just following our own patterns to be able to realize this was what some of the components, the most important components that were making us successful. Yeah. And then for those listening, uh, you know, if our friends come to us and say they want to get started in investing, we actually just put them to tell them to go through the course because that's really the best way 
to extract the the knowledge out of our heads rather than like us sitting down with you over, you know, I don't know how many dinners it would take. It's like, look, you you just got it. It's the most efficient way. Just take the course, go through the modules, do the homework and get introduced to our network. You know, that's the best way to kind of learn. I I think the other thing that uh, is really kind of uh, important is we've also incorporated a lot of lessons that we've learned and also lessons that uh, we've learn from our students and our friends' mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mistakes are a great way to learn. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you don't, you're not the one who's making a lot of those mistakes. It's better to learn from somebody else's mistakes. So we've also incorporated those uh, lessons from those mistakes as well. I think that's also really valuable because, you know, yeah, I, I can't imagine like before I met you, I personally made mistakes, which cost me a ton of money. And I think that that's what's in the course. And I know that that's going to help other people avoid going down the same track that I did. Yeah, the mistakes part is a a big key because I think we've seen, I mean, there's only so much we would have seen with our 87 units, right? Right. Or 87 doors. But we've seen now actually a couple thousand students go through our course and seen a lot of the situations that they're in in different markets. I mean, like our knowledge, I mean, we know about the Boston market. We know, like we've seen people go through experiences in different markets and we're always learning and they're learning and the community is teaching each other. And I know our course, the first version of our course is not nearly as good as this latest version because every time we're updating it and adding in these new pearls that are not necessarily even from our own portfolio, it's from our experiences watching students go through all these different scenarios that we haven't even seen ourselves. Right, right. Very cool. So yeah, so then uh, let's talk about the third reason why our students will be more successful, which is our networks. And let's focus on the agent network because I think the agent network is really valuable. Yeah, when we first started out, we spent a lot of time with an agent who wasn't an investor agent. We just didn't know any better. And and that didn't work out. It actually wasted several of our months, but it was a great learning experience. uh, Of what not to do. Yeah, Yeah. what not to do. And and now we can help our students who get into those situations be like, you know, you really like will be that much more successful if you have an investor agent who does a lot of work with investors and understands and speaks that language and understands what we're looking for. And so part of what we think about every day is actually how do we make our students more successful? And the agent network was very early on for us. One of the primary ways we could make our students successful because agents are so key. Like if if you have even a couple good agents, the trajectory of your growth is just radically different from if you don't have any good agents. So we spent a lot of time building up our agent network and we continue to work on it to make it better constantly. Um, And the reason is, again, it's let's say you only have one agent who's great, who you're working with, you're getting a limited amount of deals. And it may be that those are enough deals for you. But for in a lot of cases, we'll find that students you know, will need more deals. So they'll want to work with multiple agents or they'll want to work in multiple markets, especially after they bought a couple of mar- properties in one market. They actually know what they're doing now. A lot of people will say, hey, I'm going to expand to a second market and do this again. And they'll need a whole new agent team. And so, again, we were we were very limited. And when we first started out, we worked with one agent for many, many years and didn't expand at all um, until we expanded out to a second market. So I think that we would have gotten a lot farther faster if we had found several good agents right initially and then not had that fear kind of holding us back. Like, you know, I don't know how to find an agent to even go into our second market. That would that was definitely a limiter as well. 
Yeah, for sure. Speed is a is a big factor here. Is that even though we have this agent network, some students will be like, "Well, you know, I have my realtor that helped me buy my house, and I love them, and I have such a good relationship with them. Can I just use them?" And they do, and they end up actually using them or trying to use them. And then they it, it literally it was a few months later they get, they come back and go, um, "It didn't work out with my agent. You know, he or she didn't know what he or she was doing." And we go, okay. And so we go, we introduce them to our agent network. So that brings me to my other two points, which is one is that, you know, you really have to know the difference between an investor agent and an agent who helps you buy your own house. And so that's one of the distinctions that we we make for the students so that when they go out there and if they are looking for their own agents, they know exactly what to look for. If they're working with somebody, they know exactly what to expect. And so that's one of the keys. The other really key that I wanted to mention is that you really need to know how to work with your agent. I mean, it's so important. If you don't know how to work with investor agents, then you are going to be at the bottom of their list, meaning that you're not going to get the best deals. And by you know, I'll give you a couple of examples. So you just just to kind of give you a sense of what we mean by how to work with your agent. Well, one thing we talked earlier about kind of locking up properties. Well, you have to be really quick to act if you're working with an investor agent because what they want to know from you is, do you want this property or not, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't want it, I'm going to take it to the next person down the line, right? And the other part of this is how you handle that transaction. Let's say they bring you a deal, how you handle the day-to-day interactions with them, how you handle that deal is so important. And again, that's where the knowledge is so important. Like, yeah, you can you can go out and try this yourself. But the problem is, is that if you don't know how to work with them, you're probably going to burn that relationship and they're not going to bring you deals in the future. And then you're just going to end up having to work with another agent because after you've learned from your mistakes, right? Right. And so I think that's also another really important part of why you know our students are going to be so much more successful than we were because, yeah, we, we made mistakes and we didn't know how to best work with those investor agents to keep them bringing us deals. It took us several years to even expand to another market, right. too. Right. Uh, the truth is. So, yeah. so we could have done that much, much faster if we knew how to identify a good investor agent and felt comfortable going and doing that. This episode is brought to you by Keystone CPA. Are you tired of losing your hard-earned money to taxes each and every year? The truth is that tax savings is not just for the super wealthy. As a real estate investor, you too can take advantage of all the tax saving strategies that are available to help you protect your hard-earned money. Top-selling authors and tax strategists Amanda Hahn and Matt McFarland specialized in tax saving strategies, especially for real estate investors. Be sure to check out their website by going to www.keystonecpa.com. That's K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-C-P-A.com to work with Amanda and Matt and make sure to download the free ebook that is available on their homepage. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Caliber Home Loans. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. Now, we've been working with Dan and his team for over five years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal and missing out on it because your lender couldn't close the deal. Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or a vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at semiretiredmd at caliberhomeloans.com to get a free consultation. 
And likewise, so our vendor network is, is also very similar. I can't even tell you guys how many times we get questions of, you know, who are the members of my real estate team? Like, right. who do I need? And we didn't have any clue in the beginning either. Like, who were who did we need as members of our team? I mean, that's just the starting point, right? Once you've identified the members, how do you know they're good? And how do they? How do you know, you know, that you have the CPA who is going to work with you and who understands the tax law, who's going to work with you to maximize your tax savings? You know, that kind of stuff comes with experience. I don't know how many different vendors we've gone through over the years, but it's significant very, very significant. And we've learned a lot along the way. And I just want to also point out that a lot of the stuff we do also put some articles in our blog um, that you guys should check about, check out, you know, about how to pick a CPA or how to identify an investor agent. And all those articles will help you at least get started in understanding some of the things we've learned along the way that we just had no idea like no idea at the beginning, we were we were walking around blind. Yeah, I think the real estate CPA is a really good example because most people start out going, "Hey, I have some properties. I need a real estate CPA, and can you refer me to one?" You know, but the answer is actually a lot more tricky. And what people don't realize is that it's not just having somebody who you know who works with people who own real estate. It's also how they interpret the tax law and whether or not they are either afraid to, or uh, a lot of them are afraid of audits or afraid of the IRS or afraid of actually you know, taking advantage of the tax code. Uh, and we have a great interview with Tom Wheelwright where we talk about this. It's a podcast episode that we did a couple of weeks ago. And you know, in that episode, you know, he talks about how you know, a lot of CPAs just don't want to take advantage of the tax code because of fear. Yeah. And we, and we didn't know any of that back then because- we had literally talked to one CPA, right? right? And that's who we're working with. Now we've probably talked to like a dozen CPAs mm-hmm. over the years. And so we've gotten to see all the different views. Plus we've attended, you know, read more books, attended a lot of conferences. So we're honestly always learning even about the tax code and then taking it to all of our CPA resources and being able to ask the same question to multiple people and see all the interpretations out there. Like we had no idea. We were Again, we were literally flying blind for years. Yeah. And then so, you know, how our students benefit from that is that not only do they get access to our network, but they also have feedback from other students on their experiences working with that vendor. I think that's really important. I mean, like, you know, we all go to like, you know, Yelp and get reviews and stuff like that. Well, you know, if you have firsthand experience from somebody working with a CPA and you have very specific questions, like how do they handle short-term rental taxes or how do they handle real estate professional status? Like you can get that specific in your questions and get answers that are specific to what you want. And that's how you, I think that's the best way to find a vendor that suits and matches what you need is to be able to ask those specific questions. And, and at least for us, you know, we didn't have anybody to talk to. We couldn't verify that somebody was good or not. We just had to kind of trial and error. And that's what actually what we do now too, is that we will be the first to try a vendor and and we've actually like I'll give you an example 1031 like we've used a number of different vendors and I've had good experiences with some and bad experiences with others. Well, obviously we're only going to refer the the ones that that we had good experiences with to our students, but we literally will try different vendors for the purposes of our vendor network. Actually, another point is because we have now this student this depth of students 
it actually helps our students be able to have a little bit of power within some of the referral systems. Some of our students, for example, in different markets will get together and say, okay, we're all going to use this property manager. Mm -hmm. Let's go talk to them about maybe negotiating a discount because there are, we're bringing 40 units into this one property manager. And so there is some power in being in the semi-retired MD community and working with certain vendors too. Yeah. Great point. Great point. All right. So the next one is uh, really big. And I think, again, this is something that we lacked. We love that we have this now, which is community support. Yep. Right. And if you guys uh, haven't uh, been following us, uh, you know, we have a public community for physicians and professionals it's called Semi Retired Physicians, Semi Retired Professionals in Facebook. Uh, that's our public community. Um, but then we also have private communities for people who go through our course. And then we have another community for people who finish our course and they want to continue learning from us and working with us and maintaining that community. They go into our membership site. And that's called uh, Empire Builders. Yeah. And then, and that, that I have to say that that community is so awesome. Again, it's everybody's gone through our course. We're all speaking the same language. We're all using the same cash on cash calculator. And it, it's great because, uh, you know, when somebody asks a question, it's not coming out of left field. It's not a newbie question. It's a more advanced question, right? And and then it's not just us answering the questions. You get the whole community answering questions. And it's so great to have so many different perspectives on an issue. That's how you avoid mis- mistakes in my mind. Yeah. And, and different experiences that they're all drawing from. You know, there are a lot of things that are specific to different markets. Mm-hmm. I know that like recently I saw a comment that in Chicago, you need to have lawyers involved in your closing. I didn't know that, but several people had already done it in our community mm-hmm. who were investing in Chicago. And so that was really helpful to other people in the community for them to actually even be able to give them several names of lawyers in Chicago who they had worked with. And so I think when you mentioned this is really big, this is probably one of the most valuable of if not the most valuable, because when we were, when we were doing this on our own, like we, we were in a vacuum. I mean, we would talk to people at work. We didn't have any real estate investor friends. It was a lonely space and we didn't have anyone to kind of say, oh yeah, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. Well, let me show you. Yeah. yeah it, it was amazing. I mean, like one of the, one of the other things that I think that we would have benefited from was that, you know, when you, when you do get these curveballs, or if you're not making a lot of progress, it's very easy to get frustrated or down. And we've seen that in our community, but it's so cool when somebody posts something like that in our empire builders membership site, just the community support of like, Hey, you know, we've been there. We know exactly, you know, we were there six months ago, but this is what happened to us, right? Just yeah. keep at it. Don't give up. And really, this is where a lot of people give up, right? When they get frustrated or down, they're not making progress. They're not getting any deals. This is when people tend to quit, right? And this is why it's so important to have that community support because you have the insight of somebody saying, hey, I was there six months ago. I'm actually even in the same market as you. You're saying this is not possible, but I am proof that it is possible to get the type of deals that you think you can't get. Keep at it, right? Keep building your network. Keep working with the agents. You got to keep your head up. And that type of support is so helpful in keeping you on this path of financial freedom. Yep. And then part of that also, we have empire builders, obviously, Mm -hmm. but we have team investing sites that are all focused on different cities and different states Mm -hmm. where our students are also teaming up together. You know, a lot of people are uh, long distance investing. They're not living in the area, although there's going to 
be oftentimes some students living in the area as well. So there are some boots on the ground for people who actually have seen the neighborhoods and driven them and, you know, had experience with them. But that's a place for people to connect and really help each other with those local resources. The property manager's quality changes over time. Like who's the greatest property manager in your market right now? It's not something Kenji and I are going to know about every market in the city. Um, Our students are investing in over 100 markets now in the States. But your local team investing group will know because Mm -hmm. they've tried the people and they've had that experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great collaborative area that, you you know, when you're talking about the, the country, there's so much diversity in this country. And you'd be amazed that every city has their own planning department with different rules, for example. So if you're doing a renovation, like people ask this kind of generic question in the Empire Builders, or, or actually it's a very specific question in Empire Builders about a renovation in their market. And it's like, look, you got to really understand what the local rules are. So we encourage them to kind of talk to their team investing groups. Uh, and so that's, I think, one of the reasons why it's so important to have these groups for each of these areas, because every market is so different, different resources, different people, different rules. So this last one is actually about business insights. So when we first started, uh, Kenji had done a couple startups, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But had very early on exited them and never built teams and never worked on metrics, never worked on dashboards, all these things that we've been doing for semi-retired MD right now. And what we found as we built out semi-retired MD is that it's actually influenced our real estate portfolio in really profound ways that we pass on to our students. And it's, it's the business insights that come from the masterminds that we're doing, all the extra education we're doing, the books we're reading, and then our own experiences building a company that actually have these ramifications. I think about uh, right now, we've been really working the last several months on our real estate portfolios, dashboards, and financial tracking, and thinking about you know creating raving fans in our tenants, and like things like that, innovation and marketing, all these business ideas that we've applied to semi-retired MD have shown up in our training as well in our course, and that's something we didn't just didn't know back then. Yeah, I think you know most people don't necessarily think of real estate as a business, but it really is a business. Mm -hmm. If you really want to extract the most value out of that business, then you really need to treat it as a business. You need to run it like a business. Uh, this is where our you know bookkeeping course came from, right? It was, you know, we said, look, if we're going to run this as a business, uh, we need to track metrics. And that's what you were saying. We have a dashboard now where you know we're going to be tracking these metrics on a regular basis and managing uh, based on that. And so we're always learning as well. And we're passing those learnings uh, down to our students. And ultimately, uh, we want to make sure that uh, it's not just how many properties you buy, it's how much value do you extract from those properties is, I think, just as important. And we, you know, same, same with business. People talk about making more revenue or growing their business. But what's actually more important is how much profit Mm -hmm. does that business make? So same thing here is that if you don't know your numbers, if you're not kind of running it like a business, then you're not going to probably be extracting the most profit out of that that rental property. And that's really what we want to help our students do. I think what is so useful to us is is we've always thought about our real estate course and, and what we teach is teaching people how to think. Right. right? Not telling them what to do ever, but teaching them a way to approach uh, different issues, challenges. And what I love is a lot of what we learn in our business in semi-retired MD 
is learning how to think about things. And so, for example, I know we talk a lot about Keith Cunningham and the second order consequences, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the upside, which everyone knows, what's the downside of a decision? And then can I live with that downside? Or are there things I could do to mitigate that downside, right? Mm -hmm. Or increase the odds of the upside? All of that is, you know, comes from building semi-retired MD. But this way of thinking, you can easily apply to your real estate business and it will change how you manage different situations and it'll make you a better investor because you're thinking through the downsides, you're thinking through the risks, and then you're mitigating them instead of just, uh, Keith Cunningham says that a lot of business owners, they just run enthusiastically in one direction like and and that doesn't that's not a key to success because you're probably running in the wrong direction so it's thinking about which direction you should be going in and then you know looking at all the different options looking at the upsides and downsides and then going in that direction rather than just seeing one upside enthusiastically running towards it and you've made a major error well, that covers all of the reasons that our students are going to be more successful than us. And we really, truly believe that. And we are so grateful to have the opportunity to teach so many people and to see their successes. It is one of the best things about every single day is, is seeing a student who's purchased a new property or found a way through a challenge or to see our community support each other. It is truly fulfilling. And we're so grateful that so many of you have, have studied with us and also taught us because we're always learning as well. It kind of brings me back to like the, this podcast is called Rich Doc, Poor Doc, right? And you know what, what we're doing is we're not we're not going to make you rich. You're going to make yourself rich, right? That's what this is about. And again, if you're going to make yourself rich and you're going to get that skill, and again, nobody's going to ever take that skill away from you. You know, again, you have to work on that mindset. You have to have that knowledge and you really just have to build that experience yourself. And once again, once you learn how to buy that first property, we really feel like you can go go ahead and build your empire uh, because you will have you know overcome that mindset and and understood the strategies to make you successful. Yeah. And for those of our you who aren't part of a community right now, come join us at semi-retired physicians, semi-retired professionals. In and Facebook. Then, yeah. And yeah. then our course Zero to Freedom through Cash Flowing Rentals is our course that takes you from knowing nothing about real estate all the way through buying your first property. A lot of our students buy their first property when they're in the middle of the mm-hmm. course. So it's it's really, really fun. So we hope you'll join us in one of our courses down the line. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode. We'll see you next time. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.